in my uh, opinion, especially since we've uh, spent some time on it uh, already, quite some time, um, this is a very possible, possible case. Um, I think it just needs to be done. Good afternoon. It is three o'clock here in Amsterdam on May the 27th, and it means that we're up for a new webinar by Two Tokens, where today we're going to discuss the use case with regards to digital notary. And my name is Olivier Rikke. I'll be the host of today's webinar. And, and I won't be doing this webinar alone, obviously. I have two great guests here in the studio and one via the Zoom link, hence the earplugs that we have, so we can hear this person as well. So welcome, uh, Quintus Willemsen from the Share Council, Marleen Everts from An Exchange, and um, online uh, via Zoom, uh, Marinus de Waal from Fields Fisher. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to have you in the webinar once again. We're going to talk a lot about uh, cool content today. Uh, but before we're going to do so, I'm going to um, uh, ask you to be very interactive because it is a live webinar. And as it is a live webinar, um, we're going to talk about very cool subjects, uh, being the, the welcome introduction. We're going to dive into the digital uh, notary use case we're going to talk about the legal and technical aspects token strategy and team and partners but also we are able to uh, get any questions from you and the questions that you ask us i can hand over to either merlaine or uh, quintus or marinus and uh, hopefully we'll come up with a great answer for you there and also to spike the interaction we can ask questions to you but if you want to que ask questions to us, please leave them in the comments and uh, Ferry, who is somewhere behind the screens, will pass them on and I'll uh, pass them on to the great speakers that we have on board today. So, um, like I said, we can also ask questions to you and let's start out with a little poll question. And the poll question being, just to get the hang of it, um, what is your current role? Is that A, I am a researcher slash developer uh, consultant, B, I am a uh, lawyer or notary, um, C, I am an investor, D, I am a regulator, or E, otherwise. And you can, uh, if all is well, you can start answering right now by clicking on the answer, and I see the answers coming through, which is always great to see that. Um, so a lot of answers coming in already, great. Um, it is a bit 50-50 between developers and uh, others, so let us know via the chat. And also a couple of lawyers and notaries. So we have a very nice mixed bag of audience today. And thank you very much for the quick responses. Uh, great to see that. Um, and again, if you have any questions, please let us know. So let's get started with the content. Enough from my side at the moment. And um, uh, Quintus, can I ask you to tell a little bit what is the digital notary use case all about? Yes, yes, of course. Thank you. Thank you for uh, introducing all of us. Um, and uh, yeah, to give an idea about the digital notary use case, I, I'd like to go back to a little bit back in time to, to the start of it. Uh, that right now, the digital use case or digital notary use case, there, there are three platforms at least participating in the group, which is an exchange, Bondex, and the Share Council. And it's three platforms that ran, that run, ran and run more or less into the same issues. Um, how can we, as quickly as possible, get an entrepreneur up and running legally um, and, and, um, and you know, judicially uh, on the platform as we, as we can? 
Um, and how can we make this as easy as possible? Um, what we're doing with the digital notary use case is basically looking into creating one digital journey for an entrepreneur from basically registering or incorporating a company up until all the way, and you see this as a timeline, please, up until all the way to transferring tokenized shares on a private exchange. Um, and we we dive into this pretty deeply because we we think it should be all super easy with one press of a button. You got your company, you got your registry, you got everything in. So we have yeah. So basically, it's throwing away your your old shareholder register, which was always in paper form, and just have it in a digital environment, and no need to go to a notary every time you transfer. A limited share because I think that is that is one of the key things that is that makes this uh, this case so so complex. Yes, um, exactly. Transferring shares between owners uh, in within a limited company. Yeah, and the interesting thing you 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 give a really good point here. You you bring up the notary uh, mm -hmm. again. We also have a, a notary on the line, Marinus Sewal, who's also part of this uh, group, um, and and Marinus in the first. Uh, a conversation we had already introduced fairly quickly and easily to me why he was interested in this in this use case. I'd, li I'd like to go to Marinus for uh, just a second to give him uh, space. Please, Marinus, uh, uh, go go ahead. I, I I know I know your opinion, but the rest doesn't know yet. Let's see if uh, Marinus. Not sure if Marinus hears us, us, but um... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, like, uh, I think one of the most uh, of the important things is. Um, um, we're saying without going to the notary, but we're not saying without a notary being involved. Exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah. we mean compliance in the existing regulation, um, but just simplifying and making processes more efficient. Yeah, and and, and, and the, bottom, uh, the, the bottom line of the conversation I had with Marinus about this as well is that he basically said, yeah, Quintus, it is all possible. It yeah. is open. We can all do this. That was one of the first things he said to me when we got into this conversation. I think this is a good introduction, first introduction in the, into the uh, digital notary use case. Yeah. So basically, how can you get it as easy as possible to facilitate that journey of the uh, entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, I, I think, by the way, we, we lost Marinus for a while, so hopefully he will be able to call in again. <laughs> yeah, it's the, uh, I see I back? him popping up, but I can't hear him at the moment. Hello? He needs to connect on Zoom for that one. Ah. Um, so hopefully he will popping up and will ask for his opinion about the whole use case. Exactly, because then, yeah. then I'll go to uh, the, the next slide on as well, which, yeah. which gives a little bit more of a detail on the on the digital notary use case. It's basically what Marlene uh, already just dove into is one of the pivotal things in it is eventually how do you get that that, that shareholder register digital and from that point of view start giving the possibilities to trade yeah. uh, parts of it you you already uh, spoke to me a, a few times about it and had had some very specific ideas of how we theoretically could do that and I, I actually was flabbergasted the first time i heard about mm -hmm. those when we were sitting here in your office about four months ago i think when you said well yeah Quinter, but it should be fairly easy it should be possible to to uh, to start trading those pieces uh, quicker could you repeat? Yeah, I think my biggest frustration, not as um, as an exchange, but as an entrepreneur, is like every time you need to go to the notary, you're you always 
it's always like where is the shareholder register yeah <laughs> that in yeah. itself that's is already yeah. th that's already um thing number one and and then add that up to uh, we already see some some examples where you can relatively easily set up a, a bv um online etc but then still you have that paper booklet yeah <laughs> that yeah. has to be stored somewhere and um it's never accessible for multiple uh ways and 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 i think that is one of the things where we want to resolve over here making sure you have that full journey from starting your entrepreneurship and making it ready for eventually going to the notary changing ownership uh etc but to be able to do that all in a digital format instead of needing yeah. to work in the old-fashioned way yeah. with booklets with yeah. Have signatures you have to put on paper. This could all be done electronically, and I think that is our our yeah our our best challenge. And that's com combined with the change in regulation, of which you know all about by now. Um, I think it, it we got in a perfect storm where the Netherlands at least is ready for this, yeah. and where we can add our expertise in having um, yeah ownerships, platform trading, etc. Uh, where we can all bring that together with the share council, but also with Bondex and Exchange um, to make sure that that actually is going to work. So um, I'm excited. Yeah, so, yeah, me too, me too. In 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 the meanwhile, it looks that we have Marinus uh, yeah. online. Can you hear me now? I can hear you loud and clear. So I don't know what happened then. <laughs> and uh, my name is uh, is Marinus. Well, I'm a partner and notary at Field Fisher. Uh, one of the innovative law firms uh, with focus on tech clients. And in my opinion, uh, so some of the processes, so to say notarial processes, can be simplified by, by using blockchain or other technologies uh, because it's all quite um, old-fashioned now. Um, and, and hopefully we, we can assist on that and uh, can, can digitize some of the processes. Yeah, because what, what Marlene was telling us, uh, and, and uh, which was confirmed by Quintus as well, is something you recognize as well. That is a very... Absolutely. And as Marlene mentioned, the, 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 the shareholders register, everybody has lost its shareholders register. It's always uh, uh, complicated to, to, to get it over to our office. We, we have to fill it out uh, in, in, in the booklet. It, it's very old-fashioned and... That should definitely change, in my opinion. Okay. So we have three people here um, at the table and online who are definitely in for some change with that regard. And um, as we also have multiple entrepreneurs in the um, um, in the webinar uh, itself, uh, I would really like to to hear your opinion um, on: Do you think this is a use case that can be done to start with? And um, uh, you can start answering right now. Do you think this is a use case that can be done? Yes, definitely. Yes but it needs a lot of work. Um, no, I think we're too early or um, absolutely not. And another opinion always, you can have another opinion, but leave your opinion in the chat with that regards. So um, do you think- I would be very happy indeed also if, if someone would answer yes, but needs a lot of work or may, mainly no, I don't care. I think you're too early. You should never influence your audience with this. If there are those people that answer those kind of things, I would, I would very much be uh, interested in what, what the reasoning behind it. Yeah, so yeah. If, if they could write it in the chat, I would be very very thankful okay, uh, at least okay. yeah 
Well, um, your prayers are being heard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have 80% uh, who totally agrees. Uh, this is a use case that can be done. But there are two um, uh, um, or uh, there, there are four answers in total who say yes, but it needs a lot of work or no, I think you're too early. So um, based on Quintus' request, please type in why do you think it's a lot of work or um, even more interesting, why do you think it's too early to do so? Yeah. So please leave that in the chat in itself. So um, we talked about the what of the use case. So what is the use case about making it, uh, 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 offering it in a digitized way, making it easier for entrepreneurs to, to start working with it. Exactly. Um, but uh, actually, um, uh, so again, why do we even want to start doing this in this uh, way? Because a lot of people hate paper, but sometimes paper can work. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I think that's a really good question to, to dive into. Um, uh, there are basically two parts in it. And uh, if you look at the, the slide that's popping up right now, I'm going to read you through it. So don't, please, please wait a second until going into it. But uh, the header says accelerating the ownership transition. That's basically one of the two reasons. And that's the one we're explaining here more. There's also a whole legal part, development of the legalities in Europe uh, that, that drives into it. And I'll come back to that later. So if you're talking about accelerating the ownership transition, that in by itself means that, that we think there is a transition. If you read the first uh, line in it, we see a transition in the ways of funding and owning new companies and new initiatives. And, and we, meaning these, these platforms, see it, that we see that that market is changing, that the demands from this market are also changing. The second thing we, we, that pops up, that's the second point, the second bullet, is focus is on community funding and co-ownership of stakeholders. Basically, that is that transition that we're seeing and feeling. Mm -hmm. um, uh, to our opinion, it doesn't go quick enough, that transition. And why does that, that not go quick enough? That's the third bullet point. Current incorporation practices and shared transfer methods are, imp are an important bottleneck in this transition. Um, interestingly it, uh, enough, it seems that the European Union also recognizes this. Uh, they even have pushed for new legislation on uh, the rulings, okay, uh, pushing for digitalization of incorporating companies, of uh, also even uh, um, uh, the, the ease of with which you should be doing it, and the, how do you say that, the the reachability, how easy it should be for, for an average person to be able to, to do it. Um, and with these two things, if you want to accelerate the transition in ownership and you want to follow the European legislation, we need a transformation and digitization in this. And it's it, it's a way that Marlene and I spoke about this uh, quite some times and uh, quite, quite a few times. And you also had that remark on it. Yeah, no, I think um, probably uh, half of all the, the listing requirements or the listing requests we get uh, at an exchange um, uh, consist of companies that basically not necessarily want to go public, but they want to reach out to a larger community and want their community be able to um, um, be able to either sell their their whatever it is uh, assets back, uh, sell them to each other, um, use them in any kind of loyalty uh, systems, yeah, yeah. and not necessarily want to be a publicly listed company while doing that. But from a regulatory point of view, being able to 
change that ownership and do that in a in a, a, a multilateral um, way. A way yeah. uh, you do need the exchange licenses for it to do so. And that's, I think, where our partnerships were born. We yeah. as an exchange, we publicly list companies, but they not necessarily always want to be publicly listed, but they do want to have a digital share, a shareholder register. You have the other <laughs> component. Yeah. You yeah. arrange yeah. Uh, stakeholder pa participation as well as Bondex. And um, you run into the issue that once your shareholder is is digital, then you want to be able to change ownership without going through all this um, complex processes. Yeah. In, in, yeah. in the meanwhile, I've got a question from the audience. Yeah. So, um, uh, Jay, thank you very much. Um, and the question is, and I don't know uh, who I'm going to ask it to, but please respond if you uh, think you have a good answer on this one, is um, how do you deal with changes, uh, in example, the incompetence of an entrepreneur or a buyer, uh, the insolvency of an entrepreneur or the limited, et cetera, et cetera, after the creation of a fully digital shareholder register? Um, not any difference uh, as to how you would do it uh, within the paper environment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting one. Marinus, did you hear this one as well? And and uh, might you have an, a reaction on this? So how would you handle with... Yeah, uh, I, I don't think that the, the digital shareholders register would have any effect on, on, on this. No, I, I don't see any difference either. Okay. Clear. What, I might, what yeah. might be a part of this question as well, and please in the chat correct me if I'm wrong, what might be part of this question as well is is, is maybe some uh, someone seeing that, well, if it's so easy to set up that BV, for instance, um, is there enough checks and balances to to assure that it's doing done the right way for that yeah. particular yeah. situation, that particular case? That might that, be that's part indeed another an, another question because now the the, the notary ha has the important role of the notary is is to check um, uh, whether uh, clients are, are capable of of setting up a company and for example the AML guidelines uh, avoiding abuse of companies of structures for for criminal activities. And that's why I think that there will be still, there still will be a role in, in the future for notaries um, yeah, I, um, I for setting up companies. That. But, 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 but yeah. um, other than that, I, I think sales, most, most of the steps can, can be digitized. Yeah. yeah, but with regard to your question, if a, if a company goes bankrupt or if a um, um, whatever happens, um, the, the, the entrepreneur, still needs to adhere to the rules that that apply in that uh, in in those situations yeah um so we're automating things we're not taking away checks and balances of course yeah. Yeah. um so in the the worst case scenario that one <laughs> a company goes bankrupt then there is no share yeah at some point in time you dissolve the shareholder register what do you do i don't know actually <laughs> but you, uh, and and the same would apply in a digital yeah. environment of course so um i think uh, by the way um uh, another um uh, person uh, with a J, Jules in this case, um, responds to your question, what are the hurdles that you see yeah. uh, in this regard? And that is with regards to transferring shares through blockchain requires change to the Dutch civil code. And um, additional to that, uh, and thank you, Jules, for that. The question is also, what are the considerations around share transfers restrictions in private companies' articles of association? That's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. And we actually have already 
partly looked into this. Mind you, uh, this this uh, webinar is the kickoff of the the, the digital notary uh, um, project that we're we're working on right now. So we're really in the beginning of what we're going to do, and we're presenting here what we're what we're wanting to dive into and later in this presentation we'll come back to that so that, that's a first side note of it um of course there is already a lot of information that 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 came up and that has been put together it's not it's of course not the first day right now that we are together as a as a group looking into this yeah uh, also another question sorry before yeah, you no, can continue yeah. but i do like the interaction thank you very much for that one this time another jay we have the three J's today. <laughs> Jetze, uh, thank you very much, Jetze. Um, um, uh, the question is actually from the perspective of the client, um, if you use a stock and certificates, no notary is needed. Exactly. Um, so what add-ons does a shareholder registry on a blockchain offer then? That's a that's a really good question, uh, and and we actually know a lot about that because that's exactly the field that we're in. Uh, um, we we set up a lot of foundations. Um, and we uh, speed up that process enormously. Uh, indeed, with a foundation, uh, you can easily trade those shares. But the 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 kicker in this is not the having the foundation and the depository receipts, as they are called in English for the Dutch people. It's a certificate. Um, it's not per se just having that. It's it's getting to that point. It's getting to the point of having your foundation, having your depository receipts, and everything that happens before that. You want to have that as smooth as possible. Yeah, and adding That's to that, um, I think uh, there are still uh, numerous reasons why you would still hold the stock. Yeah. Um, but the stock uh, or um, an administration office um, basically also owns shares, and those shares are then certified uh, to, exactly. to the owners of it, exactly. behind it. And there could be reasons such as voting rights or um, uh, meeting rights um, that are organized in this whole foundation structure. And there will still be stocks, of yeah. course. Um, but this use case is about digitizing the shares in a limited and one a stock could be one of the participants in a limited company this is actually exactly. also uh, there's a lot of uh, interaction on the chat so <laughs> uh, very good yeah um jules um, um uh, actually responds to that and he also mentioned um that uh, using a stock does not necessarily fit all the structures or corporate setups or exactly yeah. no, that's very true that's yeah. very true yeah so yeah. Into this. Yeah. Uh, also another question, sorry, before yeah, you no, can continue, yeah. but I do like the interaction. Thank you very much for that one. This time, another J, we have the three J's today. <laughs> Jetze, uh, thank you very much, Jetze. Um, um, uh, the question is actually from the perspective of the client, um, if you use a stock and certificates, no notary is needed. Exactly. Um, so what add-ons does a shareholder registry on a blockchain offer then? That's a that's a really good question, uh, and and we actually know a lot about that because that's exactly the field that we're in. Uh, um, we we set up a lot of foundations, um, and we uh, speed up that process enormously. Uh, indeed, with a foundation, uh, you can easily trade those shares. But the 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 kicker in this is not the having the foundation and the depository receipts as they are called in English for the Dutch people it's a certificate um, it's not per se just having that it's it's getting to that point it's getting to the point of having your foundation having your depository receipts and everything that happens before that you want to have that as smooth as possible yeah and adding That's to that um, I think uh, there are still uh, numerous reasons why you would still hold the stock 
but the stock uh, or um, an administration office um, basically also owns shares and those shares are then certified uh, to, exactly. to the owners of it exactly. behind it and there could be reasons such as voting rights or um, uh, meeting rights um, that are organized in this whole foundation structure and there will still be stocks of yeah. course um, but this use case is about digitizing the shares in a limited and one a stock could be one of the participants in a limited company this is actually exactly. also uh, there's a lot of uh, interaction on the chat so uh, very good yeah um jules um, um uh, actually responds to that and he also mentioned um that uh, using a stock does not necessarily fit all the structures or corporate setups also. exactly yeah. no, that's very true that's yeah. very true yeah so still yeah. environment yeah okay cool so coming back to the the how, how? yeah how? yeah the, the, the how? how are we already on that <laughs> slide yeah, we, we, yeah, are we are a slide further on uh, which is called creating uh, one digital journey um and, and and basically this 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 doesn't explain yet how uh, but it is it is going in the direction of the how um what we want and what you see here in this slide is four images it starts with an entrepreneur that's basically the image of someone having an idea and really starting to swing off with that first idea and trying to make a company out of it then you then the mayhem begins you gotta you gotta incorporate that country structuring with a notary uh, and we're we're saying okay on that step you already want to have a single digital sign off by the notary you just want to make that as easy as possible then you get to the next step is you want to be legally compliant in the shareholder registry which is completely digital then you get your cap table tokenized already then you make the second the the, the the last and foremost step is we have a compliant depot have somewhere where these shares are and that you can easily trade them uh, uh, or exchange them um, in this case with a private exchange and it's 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 good to to reiterate that we are now focusing on getting towards with a company towards a private exchange so not uh, uh publicly listed immediately and doing that tokenized so that is yeah. that is the introduction to the how there's a little bit more information about it later on in the in the yeah. presentation and it's good that you're emphasizing it because you mentioned it a couple of times what's the reason that it's not for public well i i i know the answer but i would <laughs> like to give you the and, and what's, what is of, your of why we 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 emphasize so much the, the, the private the exchange, private exchange and, and we're not talking public. about the bilateral or multilateral uh, well it, it, it would be possible for uh, once you are set up like this then the switch to a public ex to listing on a public exchange uh, would be just a very simple step yeah. um so but there are a lot of companies that don't necessarily want to go public yeah, which exactly for which they have their own reasons and um and yeah that that is that is basically um why we say that there needs to be a model for non-public companies yeah, i think it's good for, have yeah. a, uh, and, and jumping in on, on this jumping in on this okay. subject for, for public companies this, this um this these steps are already possible uh, because exactly. if the, if the shares are listed that then they will be transferred via um um, via exchange. the internet, uh, via an exchange, uh, and and for for transferring way. transferring shares in a public company, uh, is is already no no notarial deed required. So so exactly. actually, what what we want to do is for for the private exchange make the steps equal as they are now for for, for a public exchange. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so what do we need to do to to get there? 
So we, we have this journey, this, 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 this one journey that we want to create, the four steps that you emphasized on. So, so what do we need to do in well, order we, to get We there? defined, uh, to start with, we defined three main questions that we needed to, to cover, so to speak. And this, this slide in the presentation, basically with this, we jump into the, that, that last part of the presentation. It's an introduction to it. After this, we will have three slides uh, jumping into these questions as well. Mm -hmm. um, but the first question was, is there a legal and technical framework to do this? So we, we, want, we want to look into that, which we already started with. Again, this is the kickoff presentation. We did some work to start with. We haven't covered everything yet. Um, the, the second question we're going to do is, is do the current, does the current regulation suffice uh, or do the current regulations suffice? And eventually the question uh, is, uh, we're doing this from a two tokens perspective uh, for the ones that don't know that two tokens is really focused on how do we um, uh, apply blockchain applications into the real world in the Netherlands and should we from a regulatory perspective or any other perspective uh, keep this into consideration in the Netherlands yes yeah. or no that's basically one of the the, the, the ground rules of two tokens yeah. with, so, with, with, with a special emphasis on the tokenization side exactly yeah. so yeah. The, the last question there is does to the token strategy work for something that we're trying to solve here are yeah. we are we truly trying to solve a problem with with tokenization or are we looking for a problem to tokenize yeah. <laughs> 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 um, no but I think like the single source of truth and uh, one ledger uh, that we can all tap into to see what actually happened and what journey that 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 share or that whatever right it is what journey did it make to to get yeah. from one person to the other and to use blockchain technology to register that and record that and um yeah that that for that the blockchain is perfect yeah so, it, so truly the, the provenance that the blockchain provides is perfect for compliance reasons exactly yeah. and to be able to adapt certain rules um also certain roles for example the notary role into it uh, all those kind of things um yeah could be perfectly yeah. organized in smart contracts um yeah. within a yeah decentralized and that, that actually uh, also adds up to an uh, possible enormous efficiency gain exactly. because exactly. right now for publicly listed uh, shares you have to go through 13 parties and systems in order to do a share exchange yeah yeah so we could drastically reduce that by using this technology yeah okay well, and I'm, I'm i'm really happy actually you, you tap into this point again or basically now into the, the the tokenization point because i had a little bit the feeling that in the question that was asked before the question was why do you need uh, tokenization or blockchain to solve this issue I, I had the feeling we jumped over the blockchain part in that one i hope by this that that answer now is uh, somewhat uh, given yep. that, uh, that there are really advantages to uh, we think to to tokenizing this before you're going to dive into the uh, legal technical framework um, yeah. i've got another question from the audience from yeah. even even thank you very much for that one it's a long question so hold on <laughs> <laughs> how about creating an spv in the same or another uh, legislation that holds all the shares of the public or private share company, digitizing, tokenizing the SPV shares and using those tokens to trade over private or public token exchanges, transfers, et cetera, over for secure wallets on a blockchain. Certainly oh. obeying the rules uh, or the regulations of the a AFM. Yeah, well, that, that, that would be a route as well, of course. That would be, that is something that's already done uh, also in a public environment. Um, 
However, then you run into all kinds of other regulation, uh, for example, the alternative investment firm management um, uh, regulation, which is very complex and also not be, it, it just makes it substantially more complex and not all, at least as I would be an entrepreneur, I would not want that my shares would be um, owned by an, uh, an SPV which I don't own. And although you even, you can organize ownership, voting rights, all those, all those kind of things, I would not want that. I want to have my own shareholder register not being involved in a different structure because I just have a simple BV. That's all I want to do. Yeah. So keep it simple. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's basically right. why we approach it in this way. And because we can. Yeah. Uh, in the past, we couldn't. And for that reason, we set up SPVs and all different kinds of structures to uh, to be able to, sort of create that situation where you could um, do that. And I think it's also good to note that it's it's this, what was just described, is not very far off from setting up a foundation, administrative foundation, exactly, which holds yeah. the shares and which gives out certificates. So it's absolutely not a weird idea. And it's it's something that is, as you said as well, uh, used more often. And I was actually very impressed with your idea when we once spinned that up for the HEMA, with the HENA uh, structure, with the, the that, that we were able to by that in that way raise money to uh, to become an, uh, a co-owner uh, of of the retail firm yeah yeah, yeah but uh, and but in this case at, at least as i listen to the question the suggestion is that you would have one fund yeah. that would have sort of tracking stock to multiple uh, 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 ventures that yeah. are yeah. sort of being owned by this fund and so that whole structure that is significantly really well it's yeah. not difficult but it's more it's definitely more compliant heavy yeah uh, more expensive and also not necessarily what you want to achieve uh, yeah. you want to be able to set up your limited and be able to get investors on board and make them make it possible for them to see who owns the other shares etc and be able to trade them right. amongst each other yeah well um like you can see your questions trigger a great discussion over here so keep <laughs> them coming and thank you very much for all the questions so really keep them coming and i'll pass them on um so um three things that need to be done and the first question we're trying to answer is there a legal technical framework here and can you can you elaborate a little bit on that yeah, yeah, to explain this slide, and please, I'll, I'll read you through it so uh, you don't have to start quickly reading everything that's on there. First thing is the header, the, 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 the legal slash technical framework, is it there? Uh, which is basically two questions. Is the legal framework there and is the technical framework there? That's what you see later on in the slide. So it's two arrows, it's the two points being trying to be answered. And we'll first get to that legal framework. The, 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 what we say here in the slide, at least, and what we, what we discussed within the group is the legal framework that is needed to be able to register capitalization tables online, followed by being able to pass a notary deed online in order to transfer limited shares. Uh, th that's the description of whether we are looking for is that legal framework existing. And I, I like very much the, the conversation I had with Marinus about this. And I would like to, Marinus, if you're okay, to to, to give the word back to you, because you, you you indeed also have your opinion about this. And I was very much, very happy to hear that. Let's put it that way. Okay, yeah. In, in, in current le legislation, indeed, a company can only be incorporated or shares in a company can only be transferred by virtue of the execution of a notarial deed. Um, that That's explicitly uh, stated in, in in the law, um, but but um, despite that legislation, we, we still can can make it much easier 
uh, and more digital uh, and and um, no, I'm not sure what your tables uh, as well, and basically the registry of shareholders, where where you indeed to be indicated to, to my joy, he said, yeah, no, it it should be perfectly fine and able uh, within our current legislation to have uh, an, a digital form of a of a yeah, sure, a shareholder sure, no, no problem at all. Yeah, that point. yeah. Yeah, um, there's actually a question on regulation changing as well, uh, um, Marinus, right? So maybe you can elaborate a little bit on that with with all the, well, the the removal of the anti-blockeringswetgeving, um, like that, those kind of things also made it possible that we can do this now. Um, so maybe maybe you can summarize what what's happening on that on that uh, in that area and what has already happened in a couple. Well, I think within. Was the blocking clause you meant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, in in the past, that uh, there was always a blocking clause uh, uh, obliged uh, by law, uh, but nowadays you you can you can already um, say that 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 um, no blocking clause will apply. So so you you can already transfer shares in a company without having the obligation to 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 uh, offer them to to your co-shareholders. Um, so, so it, it it has become more flexible uh, over the years, um, but but still there there are some boundaries uh, li like the obligation that each transfer should be done by virtue of a notarial deed. Um, yeah, and so far it seems that the, the, indeed that the main uh, uh, solution to that still is moving back to a foundation which holds the shares and 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 trade the 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 certificates or or moving to and well it was just suggested an SPV perhaps uh, and and be able to trade them around. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah I was very happy enough, yeah. uh, Marlene. You 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 also uh, uh, played with the idea of doing it differently and introduced it to us, and we we thought, okay, well, yeah. You could act as if you are a publicly listed company, but not being a publicly publicly listed company. And if but if you follow the same rules, you you fairly quickly get to a situation where you easily can trade shares. Yeah. So so one of the and that that part of course is important. So one is like the the notary is there for a reason. That's also for yeah. compliance matters, etc. For anti fraud, all those kind of things. Um, but the actual shifting the ownership of a, a limited share. Um, could already be done within uh, within a central custody um, yeah. without the interference of a notary. So um, that is that is definitely one of the um, yeah, routes uh, routes we are currently exploring and seeing like how we can do that. So we don't need to incorporate an extra um, foundation uh, or whatsoever. So um, yeah, very likely that will be one of the outcomes. Yeah. yeah. And 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 it may be also interesting to to add to it, which is a bit of a it's a bit of an outsider. But we, uh, at our company, what we what we once started with about three and a half years ago was uh, was trading uh, um, uh, economic ownership rights of shares, and uh, that was because we figured out that you, if you're a holder of a share, you can sell to someone else the economic ownership, so the value and the dividend of that share by no notary deed at all of course it's a different you're following a different rulings uh, but it's a very interesting way of on um, in a very young and early stage of your company to for a low investment with a high dynamic environment be able to basically sell yeah. those shares or at least the, the the main part of it the important part of it to uh, to someone else yeah. Yeah. but in any case i think we want 
we want this model to be scalable, yeah. uh, to be mass adopted, yeah. and uh, also be fit for larger sized companies uh, with complex structures, etc. So yeah, we're basically testing all uh, all the possible ways. Yeah. And that is, I think, the interesting part of this whole use case and why we're, yeah, I think we're all very enthusiastic on seeing what the outcome will be. So, um, well, and I, I think for, sorry, I'm adding the last part to that because we're still on the legal part of this same slide and we have one more part, but the, on that legal part as well to 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 what Marine has just said, uh, indeed, you, you, you still need a notary deed to transfer a share. And we are now within this project looking into, okay, so if we need to do that, how can we digitize those steps as quick as possible and make that as easy as possible? And one of the things interesting to know here is that um, it's not completely new that we're doing this. Basically, we've figured out now that everything can be digitized. And we already do in a certain and way. We do. And, well. and, and interestingly yeah. enough, we separately already digitized parts of it. Mm -hmm. And now we're saying, okay, well, let's shit, let's bundle it all together and make sure that it all works and, yep. and start doing this. Yeah, and I think the end, the end point of this case is set up the digital notary PV and show yeah. you all <laughs> how we do this, <laughs> right? That, yes. So. <laughs> um, uh, can I add the last point of the slide before we jump into the next question? In, in, uh, well, uh, the next question is kind of related to the next slide. So oh, no, the, but the, not yet the next slide because sure. we have that yep. second point here still. So the legal framework partly is there and fully is uh, we're able to digitize it. Uh, secondly, technically, uh, we have found that there are no boundaries nor com uh, compromises to be made. This is what I'm reading from the slide, by the way. So if you want to read along, the first test with the digital shareholder register was has been executed while the transfer of limited shares are within reach and that is what we just discussed uh, uh in it so I, I, I won't dive further into that no but actually there is a question that's related to that part and okay. that's a question yeah. by Jetsen. thank you very much Jetsen. um if you were to store the register on chain yeah how would you ensure compliance with avg gdpr very good point. I do have an answer, but maybe do you, would you like to answer the question? Yeah. So just as we 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 need to do that already in a public environment, of course. So all those things need to be. And again, um, AVG or uh, GDPR is is something that has to be taken very seriously, and that we all need to make sure that we um, comply. Uh, no. with that regulation. Interestingly, maybe to know is we, we, we both own a platform uh, uh, and exchange and, uh, and and the share council uh, who both work already digitized, uh, tokenized on, yeah. on blockchain applications. Yeah. Um, so we ran into this problem about three and a half years ago and, and, and uh, happy to know, to to assure everybody that we did fix that. Uh, no, and that, 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 that certainly is, is a topic in this. Uh, in and, this and also, and that, that's something people tend to forget quite easily, um, blockchain is not one thing. It's not that yeah. we put everything out there on the Bitcoin yeah. network or the Ethereum network, but these are uh, permission set up blockchains. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it... it I jokingly say it's always debatable how decentralized these things, uh, uh, for that matter, are. Um, uh, but indeed, with the current, and for that, the question is a really good and rightful question within the current uh, regulation from the Authority of Financial Markets and mm -hmm. from the DMB, um, uh, the, the Dutch bank. Um, you cannot easily store private information on the blockchain, uh, for that matter. You, there are limitations that you need to uh, adhere to. 
Yeah. Um, I've got one question from Diederik, but I'm going to hold on to that okay. one um, when we go to does this token strategy work? Because I think okay. it yeah. suits this yeah. question better. <laughs> so Diederik, hold on. We will get back to your question. Yeah. Um, so uh, we talked about the legal and the technical framework, but uh, the current regulations, do they suffice? Yeah. Um, well, uh, indeed, that's that, that that's that's the next point where we dove into, and of course, we're 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 already very far going into that legal uh, uh, part for that matter. Um, uh, let me first read you through the through the slide deck, then or through the slides, then uh, that's off your mind. And by the way, I'm doing this because I noticed uh, throughout the years that doing these kind of presentations, if you have a lot of words on your slides in Nobody the presentation, nobody's listening to you <laughs> and either looking at the slide or the other way around. Uh, so I'll just read you through it. Uh, the first arrow says, together with notaries and law firms, we are doing research on any possible regulatory objection to this plan. And we did some research in that already. Um, uh, Marinus, by the way, is not the only notary uh, who joined us in the group. We have multiple notaries who joined into this research. Um, there's also still the question out there if there's any other notaries or any other legal specialists that would like to join into this effort, please, please do. Yeah, please um, make yourselves known and send yeah, an email yeah. to, uh, to info at digital notary. Uh, well, go to www.digitalnotary.nl. Uh, that, exactly. There you have all the uh, 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 all no. the information on it. Yeah. Or, uh, or post questions, or leave your contact details. Or find us questions. online on LinkedIn. Um, mm. Especially, all three of us are fairly easy to <laughs> find on LinkedIn. We're never on LinkedIn. <laughs> and, and, and actually, your your um, uh, the link is in the chat right now. By the way. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. But um, actually, um, um, this this bullet doesn't only apply for this use case, but this is basically what we do with the Two Tokens Foundation. Look exactly. at the regulatory side yeah. of tokens. What are possible objections and how do you have to deal with tokenization and regulations in a broader sense, not only from the digital notary? Exactly. Point. Yeah. And, and, and to my knowledge and experience, even with what I find so good from the Two Token uh, uh, Foundation, is that they don't only listen and look into it, but also write down advices towards the uh, the regulators and others to say, okay, well, we, we recognize this in the market and we think you should change it this way. And the, but the second thing, what I like about well, it, although one one <laughs> remark, it's not advice. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> no, of sense. course, of course, of course. But the second thing I do <laughs> like about it very much is that uh, two tokens gives you an option to actually build a use case, which actually works. No, so not only doing the research, but then immediately attached to it, making sure it comes to action. Yeah. Um, and that is actually what the second point and also say, what is needed to impl uh, for implementation and mass adoption of a digital notary in the in the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, and uh, the interesting part that this slide doesn't say is something that I, that I touched upon a bit earlier, a bit sooner. The European Union is pushing for regulation that a BV or a limited um, should be able to be incorporated fully digitally from, for the ones that don't know it in this webinar, from the 1st of August on, this August, so this summer. So that gives us like a month or so. More <laughs> or less. Finish, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and um, which means that the current regulations have to suffice. Interestingly enough on that one is that we know that not all current regulations suffice. 
Um, and the reason we know it is actually, for me at least, thanks to the KM KNB, the KMB, the, the notary bond, um, which uh, uh, they, they, of course, had to start building a platform as quick as possible with which you could easily set up a VV or a limited company. They now have published that they will be ready on the 1st of August. Unfortunately, nobody will be able to use it because the regulator has now sent out an, uh, a message to the world, the Netherlands at least, that they won't have the legislation ready on the 1st of August, unfortunately. Um, meaning that for now, we're still working with the notary as we've worked up until now. We digitize that workflow, so to speak. But for others in this call, uh, if you go into digitizing what you're doing, you don't per se want to digitize your workflow. You want to look at the whole thing and see if you maybe should do it completely different. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're hoping for and what, for what regulation has to start changing. With regards to um, uh, actually the, the last word or the last two words uh, on this slide, mass adoption, there is basically a question from Diederik. Uh, mm -hmm. Dirk, thank you yep. very much. Um, and he rightfully says so. Um, a lot of founders just want to set up their business and get cracking, get going, exactly. do their stuff, etc. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't want to have all the hassle, etc. They just want to have their BV and start working yeah. on a product. So, what is your vision on actually the usage of this solution as a percentage of no, a whole? But, but that's exactly why we are setting this up because, uh, like, I started ten years ago, and what you first need to do you need to go to your lawyer to the notary back to the lawyer back to the notary then to the chamber of commerce and all those kind of steps should be automated should be at least be able to do them online mm -hmm. um, and it should be one chain yeah. of action and reaction. it should be one chain of action it should be uh, all the so uh, by now it's like if you if you just start as an entrepreneur yeah then it's still simple and and you can really easily see like what you've done but the the longer you're entrepreneuring probably the more um legal bodies you get <laughs> the more uh, limited you get the more shareholders you get and um yeah it's like that always that question from the auditor like okay what's the uh, the the actual um cap table from this moment yeah. right now yeah. and then you need to go back to your spreadsheet and calculate again and all those kind of things should should be made way more simpler yeah. so this is not a way to make it more complex for the entrepreneurs this is a way to make it significantly more simple but compliant yeah. and that you don't need to worry about that anymore but uh, like Diederik states in his comment um, um, a lot of these things can already be done pretty fast online and digitally that's what, the, what yeah. where the share council for for example comes in bondex comes in um i think firm 24 is also a company that that um uh, that uh, does this in in, in in some sort of yeah. way mm -hmm. but none of them does it from start to end okay <laughs> yeah. so it's really so, take the whole journey the yes. end-to-end journey in this exactly regards. okay yeah, and that was my point indeed earlier in the presentation it's interesting to see that indeed the various platforms and companies have taken a part of this and and digitized it and made that very easily accessible. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it, indeed also to my personal experience to get a company from setting up the limited up onto having employees become co-owners, which is something that we focus on. We, we want every employee to be co-owner of the company they work for. Mm -hmm. um, uh, to get that whole flow, the journey from 
in cooperation till employee be co-owner, there is no platform yet offering that in one with one press of a button in one straight line. And those kind of things, same as for an exchange, listing your company publicly, there is not a straight line yet from incorporation up onto uh, public listing. And sorry, I'm already stepping forward there because in between that you still have <laughs> private listing, uh, <laughs> of course, but the, it, does, it that line does not exist in that way. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're looking into right now. Okay. And simplifying and cost efficient. So yeah. uh, not with extreme high cost, uh, hopefully even more cost efficient than how you do it right now. Okay. All right. So does the token strategy work in itself? Yeah, that's a very interesting uh, question. And uh, of course, or not of course, but that is one of those things that we haven't dove in, in all honesty, haven't dove into that far yet. Uh, we, we honestly, we only have a gut feeling. We don't know yet. Well, of course, we tried a lot of things and we, we see a lot of things in, in our own platforms and platforms around it that, that parts can be tokenized and that that works. But does it? Does that one line that we just spoke about, there's a one line from incorporation to being able to be uh, uh, tradable, does that work? Um, it does seem that this environment that we're looking into right now and this, this, this digital notary uh, um, format, that it has all the characteristics that you need, well, not need, but that would ask for tokenization. And uh, if I go back to the slides, um, maybe everybody has already re written through it, um, but does the token strategy work? Point one is, well, a propriety, proprietary coin network, a white-labeled network. Well, what I mean with that first point is um, everything points at it that you need this enclosed group um, where you can trade these these shares. It's, it's not for nothing that we call it a private exchange. That that's where, you, where you're going to go to, and it, it 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 has all the characteristics of people that normally would even know each other would be in the same room and would be exchanging little coins between each other. Well, you want to digitize that and make that more available uh, um, in a wide range. This is exactly something that you would solve with uh, a, a blockchain uh, system. The white labeled part of this is, is for the ones that, that haven't been diving too much into blockchain yet. It's, it's a common known uh, indication for having people who are allowed to be in that little network and allowed uh, to whitelisted i think uh, uh, sorry whitelisted uh, yeah. you're very right i was too <laughs> quick in writing this out and then the second point is um with trust conditions i wrote it with capitals here but not per se only to call it the official term of trust conditions that's something actually you have with for instance a foundation foundation always has trust conditions but also just imagine if you have a group of people together who are going to tr trade coins there should be a certain form of trust and there should be some conditions which 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 apply to that trust or which cause that trust within the group. That's also something you often see, or not often, but it's characteristic of a blockchain uh, uh, network. And um, the last one, the third point is one moving part through the customer journey. What I mean by this is actually, if you truly want to achieve that straight line from incorporation to being able to trade, it should be one chain of actions, one following the other. And if you have one chain of actions, you can have one, basically if you imagine, you can have one uh, marble rolling down a slide and hitting a point every time. That one marble, that's that one moving part through that whole line up until that, uh, that moment that you're gonna uh, be able to trade. Um, 
Well, it says here at the bottom, we, we say, okay, already tested and found positive results. And what I meant by that is really parts of this have been tested and exchange those parts of this, Bondex does parts of this, and the share counts of those parts of this. And there's other platforms that do already parts of this and have shown, okay, this, this actually works. The one thing that we need to do is be able to knot it and tie it all together. I'm a, and I'm on purpose now looking your way. Do, do you uh, do you see any any other parts of this or with your experience, of course, uh, in it? No, I, I, in my uh, opinion, especially since we've uh, spent some time on it uh, already, quite some time, um, this is a very possible uh, possible case. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just I think it just needs to be done. Um, and yeah. it's also very, very nice to see like the, the type of reactions you get. It seems so logical. Nobody just has done it yet from start to end, but it's, uh, mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm, uh, like even from a legal point of view or from a regulatory point of view, I don't see any large issues uh, we're used to complying with rules and regulations and we can even use the technology to do that, uh, for yeah. us. So, yeah. um, um, yeah, at least the little conversations we already had about it with the AFM, the response was very positive. And, um, well, it's also very nice that we have, uh, two notary notaries active in this working group yeah. and have, uh, a good lines on to, towards the KMB, the, the bond of notaries. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing is for sure. A notary is not going to do something that is not, um, allowed <laughs> allowed or complying with any regulations so for, and that helps us a lot and that's also the nice thing about the two tokens use case is that you collaborate with multiple disciplines into one yeah exercise and yeah. and then bring it to an end so that is uh exciting um a question from martin and yeah. i really like it um it's kind of a devil's advocate question that's always good um and uh before i'm gonna ask it i do want to point out we're coming slowly towards the end of the webinar so yeah. if you have questions please type them in but um the question basically is is digitizing the shareholders registry really um, um a or the main challenge or is it actually the other things like and, and martin elaborates on that um it's answering the questions what is the structure that i want to have what are the best practices etc mm. uh, or are these the kind of questions you want to have answered and then if you when you have asked then then you make the whole process of yeah and that's i think why we state we're focusing on digitizing a limited uh company yeah bv bv as you call it in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think the first question you need to ask yourself is what kind of structure do you want? Yeah. <laughs> and when you come to the BV structure, yeah. then, then you make it as easy as possible. Be, uh, a very, uh, and then, of, then most likely we can also apply it to other structures as well. But yeah. this use case is specifically focused on addressing, I, I think, the most used um, structure in the Netherlands, which is of a limited company. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, do, I do think also it's, it's a, a, for maybe this is what the question also uh, entails. I think it's a very good point that um, one of the things that often take a lot of time, at least to our experience, when we're setting up a foundation together with a company is, is indeed the, the questions and the discussions, okay, what kind of rules and regulations or what kind of statutory articles do you specifically want for your personal case? And we indeed started making uh, templates for this and say, okay, this is what you want. Okay. This, this is what it looks like. And we know in the market that we're already very close to these kind of templates, but it is a, a rightful question to say, okay, well, 
isn't that running up to the idea of wanting to set up a BV? And not only if you realize I want to set up a BV, but running up to the point that you're actually doing it, that you have filled out all the ifs if statements, isn't that the difficult part? And you are right there. That is a difficult part to answer those questions. Although with the standardization and with templates and with questions, uh, uh, questionnaires, we're already getting very, very far with this. Uh, the focus of the project is more on what happens after that. Yeah, yeah. clear. So um, what are the next steps? Good point. Um, well, interestingly enough, if, if that slide is already shown, then um, I'll again read you through the slide. Uh, um, the first three points are three points we are already very, we either already have almost finished or we're very close to, to, to finishing that, uh, especially working out the total BV flow, setting up the limited yeah. flow, um, which also incorporates what just was asked. How do you make sure that someone knows exactly what they're choosing for and what which blanks they need to fill out and uh, and, and 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 set it up? Um, then the second one, work out complete notary journey, which is also almost basically yeah almost done. I, I would say uh, it, the only thing it, it, that's not done is is publicizing uh, that we that we did this research and and drew it out and uh, identify notary steps that can be digitally signed and that's exactly a point where we're on right now can we do that and and and, and where should we do that um so next steps basically are going to be we're very close to the fourth step actually already get that testing use case get it up and that's been repeated a few times now one of the main things about digital notary is just finally doing it because we know that a lot of things are possible and that we already can do it. Uh, but just make sure that we have that one line that um, that goes from incorporation to trading. Uh, and then the fifth point that's gonna that's gonna be a well create awareness for people using notary services that that, that this exists that we that we found this way. But we're, we're first we're getting into the the biggest chunk of this whole project is testing all the things that are now existing in the market and make one chain out of all these uh, these moving parts there's an actually an interesting remark from benjamin benjamin thank you very much um benjamin states that tokenization of equity has been done since 2017 in the netherlands and apparently there is a perfect system for that uh, but then i want to actually shout out if you have experience with this please uh, yeah, uh get yourself, yourself out there get yourself known and work together because maybe we can learn from each other because we have one end goal to make it as easy yeah uh, and compliant obviously as possible for the end user absolutely and uh, this is a two tokens use case and the more people with knowledgeable people that uh, can join the better so yeah, yeah. all right uh, um, another question or remark from yeah. uh, victor in this case uh thank you victor um in the expected implementations are you going to use existing technology slash platforms like ido on the ethereum blockchain or binance blockchain network we kind of talked about it uh, with regards to your cases. Um, these are obviously two permissionless mm -hmm. blockchain use cases, and you yeah. are very specific on permission blockchain. Cases. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And uh, if I answer this, uh, or if I may answer this, that, that, that it's, it, it's that if you want to do it permissionless, if you, if you e eventually would even choose to try to do that, you're adding a whole extra layer of difficulty on adhering to local regulations to be able to, to set up a project and like the question this. you can ask is do you achieve 
what you want to achieve with yeah. that um, because you don't want to be a publicly listed company and you don't want to be publicly traded and publicly visible and you don't want i don't know somewhere from any other country to be able to suddenly own your share so the all those kind of questions so does it uh, i think we're so um um the share council is on stellar um yeah. Bondex is on ethereum um um, yeah, and we, we're still deciding. We're seeing what, what best serves the purpose. Um, yep. I think we all, like at least from uh, from my point of view, we're always blockchain agnostic. We're, we're choosing what works best for the situation. And yep. uh, yeah, and especially uh, the elements of governance, risk, compliance are the trade-offs. Which kind of blockchain you yeah, are exactly? Use. Yep. And uh, the, most most platforms like ours uh, do realize these kind of things. And I always find it interesting to, to share that we, we started with our platform on Lisk, for instance, uh, well, uh, oh, yeah. basically a German or well, you could say a Swiss uh, blockchain setup. Um, and figured out that they weren't evolving quick enough for us for what we wanted to do. So we switched to Stellar, but we didn't really switch. We just also allowed our system to connect with Stellar. And we have the APIs open to connect with other chains as well. And I think exactly to your point, being chain agnostic is is a is a good rule of thumb right now in this market. Um, and to come back to that question, I don't think that we'll right now be starting to look into how we can have permissionless blockchains uh, using those right now to uh, on themselves to start this project. We'll stay permissioned uh, as much as we can at the moment because that will keep us within the boundaries that we're uh, adhered to. Yeah. Uh, and what we want to achieve. And what we want to achieve, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so clearly the next steps. And um, obviously you want to have a winner team uh, to achieve this. So, um, uh, and I will show the team right over here. It's 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 a broad team, a broad perspective, multiple yeah. notaries, multiple lawyer, law firms. And actually we have more joining us. I think um, uh, Benjamin will join us as well, uh, looking at the uh, the comments. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, thank <laughs> you. That, thank will you be, that will be really good. Yeah. Um, I think it's good to mention that this this is the, the team that actively is uh, working yeah. out, but the, the team that is involved in the in the use case is much broader. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, that's exactly the point I wanted to make. There's only a few faces on this slide. Uh, uh, we have a team that comes together every week uh, and works on this project, um, and and but we have a way bigger team which is involved so to speak and not just involved as a, as, a, as an advisor yeah. from far away but truly truly involved maybe also every week they might not come into the exact meeting every week but they will be contacted and asked for and and working along working things out yeah. um uh, and yeah i uh, should I go through this slide? There, but might be might be very nice. There might actually. be still some uh, questions. I think. Uh, well, if if people have questions, they yeah. know how to reach out to for this specific yeah. use case. And besides that, we have a whole ecosystem of partners that we work together with. So these are the the, the people directly involved into the use case um, on yeah. a very regular basis. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, well, I think I think yeah. it's nice to 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 actually mention that uh, I'm 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 re I'm actually really proud of the team that we have uh, uh, working on this and. And, and again, this is the kickoff. So theoretically, we're we're just starting uh, uh, today. But unofficially, uh, uh, Marlene, how long have we been in conversation about these kind of things? But it, I wouldn't be surprised if it's already a year and a half, maybe even two years that 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 we've been looking into this. Um, and and then uh, Jos van Alve from Bondex, I, I've spoken with him more than once about these kind of issues. And basically, 
truly in the world of issues. It's just, it's things we run into that, okay, it, it slows us down. We need to speed this up. Let's come up with the solution. And mind you, for everybody who's watching this webinar right now, I, I don't know if this is emphasized enough, but Two Tokens is a foundation, a public foundation. So what we are doing here right now is not building our personal business case. We're it's, it's, really, it's the broad knowledge. We're really yeah. trying to indeed solve an issue in the market and for everybody to use, to just speed up the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so if you are a notary and think like, this is interesting, I would like to learn more on how I can do my notarial uh, activities on, on such a platform and want to get involved, definitely also more than welcome to join. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I would like to quickly touch on the, on the rest of the team. But it's all people that we've worked together with uh, multiple times. That's why it's such an, a tight-knit team, uh, but a tight-knit team which is very open to uh, accept other people with Claire from uh, CMS and with uh, Jan Willem from Westerdog no, uh, Notary, uh, who already knew very well Marine is uh, uh, here still in the call. Uh, I know more and more learn how tightly knit the whole notary network in the Netherlands is, by the way. <laughs> It seems that they all went to school together. Uh, and actually, J Jules wants to join as well now. Beautiful. And beautiful. would be interested in joining further discussions. So beautiful. Uh, free Thank to you. do so. Leave your um, uh, details uh, with us and yeah. we'll contact you. And, and then I'll, I'll touch up on the last two, Tom and, uh, and Michael from the Share Council who are uh, helping this. These are the, the legal counsels from, from our platform that, uh, that yeah. are diving into this, yeah. uh, this matter. Yeah. yeah. And like we said, the partnership is much broader. It's, it's, it's exactly. the various platforms exactly. uh, and exchange, Share Council, Bondex, but also um, uh, the, the, the notary organization. The Field uh, Fisher, Westerdoc. Exchanging uh, knowledge with uh, Euroclear, the Dutch Blockchain Coalition. You already switched to yeah. the same the next slide indeed yeah. it's indeed and you mentioned the dutch blockchain coalition with which we're very thankful to to that partnership that's a partnership thanks to two tokens uh because dutch blockchain coalition brings us in contact with the knb the in dutch the koninklijke notariële beroepsorganisatie but professional um, organization i think we're running towards the end yeah, yeah. so, so. <laughs> i think we need to wrap up yeah. <laughs> otherwise we're keeping everybody online too long <laughs> absolutely so um um you can look at all the partners and all the people involved um but with regards to the content this was what we want to to emphasize on today uh but please stay tuned for um future uh webinars uh either on this this use case of the digital notary but uh the first one next up is one that will be probably quite interesting for everybody because it's one of the big hype words out there we're going to talk uh, on june the 10th more about nfts what are non-fungible tokens what are they what are use cases etc much more about that so if you want to want know more about nfts please tune in on june the 10th if you want to join the digital notary team and start working together think together um uh, please contact us in any possible way and uh we'll uh, sure make uh, make yeah. make it happen uh, or go to digitalnotary.nl uh, um and leave your contact details then absolutely so that uh, that brings me to the end and um i want to really thank my guest here at the table and not to forget my guest at the zoom side there so 
Marinus, uh, thank you very much. And thank you. Uh, Marlene and Quintus, uh, thank you for being here in the studio with me. And thank you, uh, most of all, for joining this webinar session. And uh, we hope to see you next time. Really like the interaction, so that give me good hopes that next time will be equally interesting as today. So thank you very much and hope to see you all soon.